0: Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine.
1: And I'm Ian McEwan, writer on TV and Satellite Week, magazine and whattowatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 3rd of December 2021. Yes, it's December. Including Jane Campion's brooding Netflix western The Power of the Dog starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Sky Atlantic's American Rust in which Jeff Daniels plays a troubled small-town cop investigating a murder.
0: And we'll also be looking at Disney Plus' documentary The Rescue about the 2018 rescue of a junior football team from a cave in Thailand, uh, as well as the return of teenage spy Alex Ryder on IMDb TV and Amazon Prime. But Ian... Please do tell me what is in the news.
1: I'll give you a clue. The screaming of the lambs, Clarice. Yes, (laughs) Clarice, a spin-off from The Silence of the Lambs is coming to Alibi. So Rebecca Breeds will take on Jodie Foster's role of FBI agent Clarice Starling a year after the events of the 1991 movie. What else is in the news, Hannah? Uh,
0: Well, the final series of fantasy horror drama... A Discovery of Witches on Skymax sees Matthew, Matthew Goode, and Diana, Teresa Palmer, return from their trip to 1590. But a monster from Matthew's past is out for revenge.
1: I've started saying this every single week now and I'm going to continue. It's another good week, I reckon.
0: Oh, it, it is such a good week this week. I agree.
1: We're starting on Netflix uh, with a film. There's a bit of Oscar buzz around this. Uh, it's called... The power of the dog. And here is a clip.
0: It's just a man. Only another man. So
1: this does look good it's directed by jane campion who of course won an oscar for the piano and it stars well it's got a pretty good cast benedict cumberbatch kirsten dunst and jesse plemmons the setup is it well it's set in the 1920s which is interesting in itself as it's a western so in montana these two brothers run a cattle ranch so there's phil burbank played by Cumberbatch, who's a real sort of rough, tough man's man. And his brother, George, who's a bit kind of gentler. And George marries Rose, plays by Kirsten Dunst, who is a widow who runs a nearby restaurant. And Phil takes a dislike to her and to her rather sensitive son, Peter, and he basically starts bullying him. So you may recall that the piano, although it was in a very different setting... It had a kind of a similar theme in that it was a widow and her child coming to live with a kind of a frontiersman. Anyway, yeah, this is very much about toxic masculinity. Phil, I mean, Cumberbatch is terrific, isn't he? And he's he's great in this role. Phil's an interesting character because he just seems like a really cruel macho man. But there are glimpses of a sort of more sensitive side in some of the activities he does, like kind of... Um, riding and craftsmanship and musicality and there comes a turning point when he goes from being horrible to this young lad to apparently taking him under his wing and you just think, Oh, what's what's going on here? It looks great and what's interesting about the backdrop is because it's a 20s setting, technology is changing the sort of the Wild West, the frontier. And apparently Cumberbatch, real method actor. <laughs> He went on to a, a cattle ranch to prepare for the role and learned how to castrate cattle. And you will see him doing this in the movie. So you'll grasped from the, the trailer that obviously that didn't include a lot of dialogue. It was very visuals heavy. And, and being a campion film, it, it looks absolutely terrific. I thought Cumberbatch was great. Yeah, and it's a slightly different take on the Western genre. Who knows? This could be... um could it be benedict's first academy award we'll see um what did you think of this hannah
0: well i'm not a a great lover of westerns but this is westerns with a twist isn't it i think um as you said a bit of a sterling lineup there and benedict cumberbatch and kirsten dunce i think are really really good benedict absolutely you can tell that he for me you can tell that he's kind of proper method acting and in terms of getting into it and He's very menacing. I do think you get a glimpse into a bit of a a soft side, but you know, it's a kind of got a modern twist to it to a degree. Um, And so it absolutely appealed to me um, and was totally credible and authentic.
1: And that's available on Netflix from Wednesday, the 1st of December. Next up, over on Disney Plus, you're going to tell us about a gripping documentary about a real-life rescue mission it's called rescue and here's a clip breaking news right now out of thailand rescue teams are working through the night to save 12 boys and their coach trapped inside a cave the monsoon had come early the conditions in the cave were impossible there was a very strong feeling that the children couldn't be still alive
0: This is not for the faint hearted is probably what I would uh, say it should come with a massive great warning because I never thought I was particularly claustrophobic until um, a few years back when I realised on a tube and it got stuck in a tunnel that I was relatively claustrophobic and I couldn't believe how claustrophobic I felt watching this. So I think everybody will remember um, the news uh, of that junior football team i mean they were kids between 11 and 16 years old and they were with their assistant and they were trapped in in, in the flooded cave in thailand the floods had come in you know it was a monsoon it come early it was unexpected and the eff- obviously the effort to rescue them um it became international headline news everybody knew about it and it was re- it was really dramatic and incredible and um this is a, a documentary that charts every single part of it speaking to um those divers speaking to the the people that met those children's children for the first time when they went down there and realized they were all alive and you know you hear the audio of how many children and and, you know the 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 adults among them says 13 they're all alive 13 they're all alive and um then one of the divers saying to you know that I knew that I might be the only people that saw them alive. How are we to get them back up? And it was—it's just incredible. And and to see the very small kind of gaps they had to get through to rescue these children was just. Well, it's just mission impossible. Yes, it became possible through sheer determination and want, and a community of people coming together to try to try and help. And so, as I say, it's not. It's it's amazing. I think you learn so much, but it's you can't be doing anything else at the same time. It can com- it's completely gripping. Um, you you see all the risks involved in it. It's 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 something that could be a film, but it's sadly real life. And as I say, you if you're anything like me, um, you, you're coming up for air yourself because it's it's a really tough watch. What did you think, Ian?
1: It's really gripping, isn't it? Because Mm. Even though most people will remember the news story and what happened, so you're aware of the outcome, it's still really full of suspense, isn't it? And jeopardy. And it's it's actually the guys who directed it have made a couple of documentaries about free climbing. Um, it's really well done because, I mean, watching it, it, it all looked like you know, well, a lot of it looked like actual footage to me. But, of course, while there's a lot of news footage, there isn't that much of the actual rescue. So they've recreated quite a lot of it, some of it kind of um, in a tank at Pinewood Studios, and then they, they uh, employed some Thai youngsters to recreate some of the scenes. But it it looks it genuinely looks convincing. And that subterranean world of cave diving, although... It, you know, at times it looks beautiful. It's just, as you say, terribly, terribly claustrophobic. And what's interesting is that, you know, finding them alive, which was miraculous in itself, was only part of the story. Then it was like, how the hell do we get them out? That that was the huge problem as well. And British divers were heavily involved, weren't they? Unfortunately, they don't yeah. include one of the stranger aspects of the... Uh, whole situation which was when elon musk said he wanted to design a mini submarine uh, and they they didn't take him up on that and then he called uh he called one of the experts the british experts a pedo guy do you remember that
0: yeah i do remember that time not very no, helpful it. is it i'm i'm completely pleased that wasn't kept into the wasn't put into this i should say
1: Well, this is one of those uh, streaming offerings. It it was released in cinemas, and now you can see it on Disney+, and it is well worth a look. On Sky Atlantic and Now TV, we have an interesting-looking new series called American Rust, starring Jeff Daniels, and here is a clip.
0: This case is poisoning my town.
1: Someone's probably gonna have to take the blame for this. Your interests are opposed. If I help one, it could mean harming the other. I don't care who else is looking for him. I want him first. This is very much in the vein of Mayor of East Town, starring Kate Winslet, which was uh, also on Now TV and Sky Atlantic. Jeff Daniels. Wow, we've seen him in so many things over the years, haven't we? He's done a lot of comedies, but he's he's also excellent in a in a serious role like this. He, as I said in the intro, he's a cop in a rundown mill town in America, and it's kind of like it's a bit like the forgotten America that used to have sort of thriving industry and is really now going to rack and ruin. The town is called Buell. It's it's a fictional town. And now there's a lot of unemployment and there's a lot of drug addiction. And the opening sequence is is great, actually. You see um, Jeff Daniels' character, Del Harris. He's the local police chief. And he's he's grinding up these pills into powder and sort of weighing them and, and then taking them. He is a veteran who is suffering from PTSD. And his doctor is trying to kind of wean him off the drugs he's been taking to... Deal with that. So it is a crime drama, and the setup is that um, a body is found. And Dell, when he arrives on the scene, he thinks that the son of a woman that he's kind of is his on off girlfriend may be involved. So he hides a piece of evidence. And then we flash back to a few months before, and the people we're following it's Dell, uh, this seamstress that uh, he is in a relationship with. Her son, who was a kind of local football hero, but has sort of fallen on hard times. His best friend, whose mother committed suicide, and his sister went to live in New York, and he's caring for his father. It's that tough, blue-collar, struggling community. It's it is it's quite dark, and it's quite a hard watch because everyone is having a really hard time. There's one amazing scene where this young guy just walks into the middle of a frozen lake because he wants to kill himself and just drops through the ice i mean it's amazing so it's high high quality i mean great performances really good plot and script uh but yeah it's prepare yourself because it is it's quite grim but like mayor of east town it's uh it's very very good what did you think of this hannah
0: yeah I agree I mean it's very like Mare of Easttown. Um I think it's the sort of the the location as much as anything it's quite eerie it's quite creepy you could always imagine a horror film being kind of shot there because the the sound effects on it are really really good you know door slamming or you know the water uh, movement becomes very sort of whereas something else would just sort of be in the background it becomes very apparent and so there's loads of suspense and it's, it, it's real drama um, again very gritty really intense um and not one that you can be doing anything else while you're watching I don't think because it is gripping and again it's not the kind of thing that I would choose to watch really because it's so hard going if you like but once you've started you can't really stop um, because the story is really quite captivating, it's kind of showing how far, how the lengths that somebody who cares will go to. I would agree with you that it's it's quite a quite a hard wash, but but very very good.
1: Well, Hannah, you're going to finish off this week's roundup with something a little bit more lighthearted. It is it is the <laughs> return of the spy drama, Alex Ryder on IMDb TV and Amazon Prime Video. You said your dad was writing a book about Damien Gray. Billionaire, charity work, Feathered Serpent. We're gonna change the world. He wanted your dad dead for something in that book. You don't know what these people are like. If you keep asking questions, they'll kill you.
0: Yeah, so this is season two and there are eight episodes in this. Um, obviously a hit because it's, it's come back. Um, I'm going to put it right out there. I'm not a massive, massive fan, but I can see why people like it because it is a bit different. So it centres around quite a troubled teenage spy, Alex Ryder, and he's back to save the world again. Um, it's action-packed, um, and it's based on Anthony Horowitz's um, novels, so if you've read those, you'll kind of have a better idea of things. if you like them, then you'll like this. Uh, but for me, it's just far fetched. It's just one step too far. All of it. It doesn't feel, you know, particularly given what we've talked about in this in binge watch today the others although they're not my thing they completely grip you they take you with them and you know I can see why you like them and or not you but one likes them and I've enjoyed them for this for me it's just it's it's not very it's not multi-leveled it's not particularly um gripping for, for me um but i appreciate it we are in the second season so i'm probably alone um and the whole cyber threat i mean i know cyber threat is a big deal i know that's you know i i get that's very real uh, a very, very real threat but that is a plays a big part in this and i think that will probably um i don't know sort of takes it to another level i suppose um I'm not sure who they're targeting, but I would say it's probably a relatively young generation. Um, perhaps I'm just a bit old, Ian. But uh, yeah, I, maybe I'm just a bit old for this. I, I didn't love it, but as I say, I'm probably on my own. How about you?
1: I did quite like it, actually. It's sort of jun- it's oh. junior James Bond, isn't it? But it's not as reliant on gadgets and gizmos, mm. which I like that about it. Now, that there was an Alex Ryder film which wasn't particularly well received. And I think this series is much, much better that, than the film. I really like Otto Ferrant as Alex. He's just like a sort of typical school kid in his parka, you know, but, but getting involved because of his uncle who died in Series 1, what he was involved in, then Alex kind of got drawn into this world of espionage. And so you see him running about... Well, I do running around London locations that I know very well. So I quite like that. It's got Toby Stevens, who of course was a Bond villain. He is the villain in this. He's uh he's invented a video game called Feathered Serpent. Um, Vicky McClaw is in it. Um and Stephen Delane. Mm-hmm. So it's got a decent cast. Um and I particularly like uh the young lad who plays his best friend, Alex's best friend, um Brennick o'connor he's great and we had this great snowboarding set piece in series one i mean series one took a long time to get to the actual mission there was a lot of backstory and understandably in this one you're kind of pretty much straight into it which which is much much better uh he meets this young woman um there's a bit of surfing action in it her dad is killed and that's how the story kicks off so uh, yeah you're right i think he is aimed at young adults um but i i actually thought it was was not bad and i particularly like the fact that that the main character just plays it very straight he 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 is partly a, just an ordinary school kid but who gets involved and who has all these skills and gets involved in these amazing adventures but um yeah perhaps not one for everyone <laughs> Uh, now we've just got time, just got time, Hannah, to find out what you've been binging on this week. So do tell all.
0: Well, two quite polar opposite things, really. Um, I watched a uh, more for film, Christopher Robin, which uh, taught me a lot about A.A. Milne. I love the whole Winnie the Pooh business. And it sort of gave you the, the backstory on, on the author. So that was really interesting. And also had a good laugh at Top Gear, um, with Freddie off Paddy McGuinness, and I think it's Chris Harris, um, and they were off in their different electric cars and they had to pull um, caravans behind them, and that was a bit of a laugh, so I enjoyed that. How about you?
1: Was that the episode where they also eat red-hot chilies while driving?
0: Yes! That's the one! That's the <laughs> that's exact a, one! Yeah, that Paddy is very was funny. Really, he, very funny. He's a proper wimp, isn't he, isn't he? <laughs>
1: Well, I've got one recommendation for you on iPlayer. It's a sort of Scandi Noir crime drama called Hunting a Killer, um, which I'm in the middle of, but I'm really enjoying it. It's, just, it's very low-key. I like the way it's done. So check that out if you like the Scandi Noir. Now, looking ahead to next week's offerings, Hannah, what will we be talking about?
0: Um, well, Gillian Anderson... My favourite, I will be joining the cast of Star Plays period comedy drama The Great as Catherine, and I'll fight alongside Peter for ultimate power in Russia.
1: Sounds good. And on Sky Atlantic and Now TV, Olivia Coleman and David Thewlis are teaming up to play movie obsessed killers in the darkly comic drama Landscapers, which is based on an extraordinary real-life crime so we look forward to those and more but in the meantime watching